hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today is going to be full of nerdy goodness, uh, but also practical wisdom and good insights for all business owners. Uh, we're talking about GA4, otherwise known as Google Analytics 4. It's coming, y'all. It's coming fast and furious, so you got to get ready. So we're going to talk about what do you need to know, how to get ready, how do we leverage and maximize this. And I have the foremost expert on the subject, a man who knows all about measurement and attribution and analytics and all that good stuff online. And uh, yeah, this is actually podcast number two for Mercer. Uh, but we were just talking, it's been forever. It was like 2018, the last time he was on. So I, I waited too long to get Mercer back on the podcast. And for those that, that are like, Mercer, what kind of name is that? His name is Chris Mercer, but I don't know anybody that call. I don't know anybody that calls you Chris. Does anyone call you Chris they, other than your mom? Maybe? Probably just the family, and that's it. It still feels weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so true. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know how how or when that happened, and maybe you can enlighten us on that. But everybody calls him Mercer, so that that's his name. And uh, uh, but he is the co-founder of MeasurementMarketing.io. Uh, we send our team through his training, and uh, and Mercer and I go way back. We actually spoke. You and I were like some pretty early speakers at TNC, yep. and we had a long run, man. Like we, we were speaking every year, running into each other. It was kind of our annual thing when we would hang out. Um, but so first of all, why Mercer? And then I've got a, I've got another uh, history question for you. Because because growing up, there's always been another Chris in the room. And when I went yeah. into sort of the professional <laughs> yeah. world, it became things right. like, oh, big Chris, little Chris, fat Chris, skinny Chris. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and at a certain point, everyone just goes down to like last names. And that's what they started yeah. using. So I just yeah. kept it. I was like, okay, just Mercer. It's easier. And, it, and if, if I'm walking down an airport and somebody screams Mercer, I know they're talking about me. So exactly. it's just Whereas made Chris, it so much easier. Like Exactly. Do you even, so this is interesting. So there, there's this concept um, in psychology and, and, and the way the brain works called a reticular activator, right? Where our brain's always scanning for things that are oh, yeah. familiar or things that are way out of place. Like your brain's always scanning. That's why like in a, in a noisy, crowded airport or whatever, you can hear your name. Like, exactly oh, someone right. said Chris. Someone said Brett. Is Chris still, does that still trigger you or is it just Mercer? It's mostly Mercer. Like I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, hear, I'll hear Chris, but I'm like, that's not me because people that know me wouldn't have said that. So I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll let it go yeah. until somebody says it again. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's me. Hang on. You know, but so, yeah, typically Mercer. That's hilarious. Okay, cool. So and then the other the other thing I want to dive into. So uh, I would consider you and I both OGs, right? And that's mm -hmm. not like an old comment. Like we've just been in the game a, a long doing time. Doing this for a while. TNC. Yeah. Been doing it a while. And so, uh, you know, I've just seen you all the time at TNC and we'd always talk. And so, uh, but in prepping, I was like, hey, how did like, how did you get connected to Ryan Dice and, and, um, and digital marker and that whole crew. So, so tell that story if you would, because I think that's interesting. How'd you get connected with Dice and crew? Yeah. Well, when we first started getting into this, it was back when I had. Uh, as I hit the mic, um, it was back when I had a uh, WordPress agency to do WordPress sites, and we were kind of doing like, hey, we'll deliver the site and we'll do CRO or optimize the sites for you because we want to differentiate ourselves. And in order to do that, you got to measure stuff. So we were giving people complete setups with Google Analytics, et cetera, et cetera. When we started doing that, almost immediately, the referrals stopped from being, hey, we need a WordPress site to, we already have a site, but such and such was at a mastermind and they were showing me what you did with their Google Analytics. Like, how do we get you to do that? Or can you show us how to do that? So we started doing that for a few people. And one of those people actually was uh, Justin Brook back in the day, right? So big Justin Brook, man, friend, friend uh, personal friend, friend of the show, dude's yep. a legend. Yeah, Absolutely. And so he, you know, we were talking to him about different stuff and things that we were doing. And he actually recommended us to Digital Marketer way back 
back in the day of, of Russ Henneberry and Molly Pittman and everybody being out there yep, with Ryan yep, and team. Yep. Also friends. Yep. Love Russ and Molly. And so, Shout out Russ and Molly if you're listening. Exactly right. Yes, hello again. Uh, and uh, and it was those guys. It was, it was Russ and Molly that, you know, brought us in. It was like, hey, how do we how do we use this analytics thing? You know, and then we brought in Tag Manager and started showing them, uh, you know, some things. And the rest is history. That's awesome. And, and what's so uh, cool about this, and I'm really excited to dive into GA4, but you know, it's, it's one of those scenarios where basically everybody's using Google Analytics, right? Everybody, everybody throws the code on the site, like it's there, yeah. but not that many people are actually using it, leveraging it, customizing it, making it useful, right? They've just, they've got the code there and they've got some data, but, yeah. but they're not doing much with it. Right. So, yeah. And, well, and, you know, on that note, I mean, and this is something that we're really hitting hard uh, and have been for a little while, but this idea of tool versus trade. Right. So mm. what happens is like, let's say I want to be a really good chef. So I go to the Food Network, I'm watching all these chef shows and I see their kitchens and I'm like, I need to be a good chef. I need that $45,000 kitchen they have because it's the oven, it's the stove, it's all the fancy tools they have. So I buy all that fancy stuff. I put it out, I remodel everything in the house and I boil an egg on it, right? Because right. I didn't yeah. actually learn how to be a chef. I just got the tools that the chefs were using. And my confusion was thinking the tool is going to make me the chef. And that's what's happened with measurement. It's so easy to get started with any of the tools, Google Analytics, Tag Manager, Looker Studio, Wicked Reports, Hyros, it doesn't matter. Anything that's a measurement related tool to think that, oh, because I'm doing this, I am now doing measurement. And I'm, do, they're, I'm they're doing not. analytics, right. I'm doing attribution, I bought tools. Right, that's exactly right. But they haven't, they haven't learned the skill of measurement and understanding why you should measure and how you measure. And when you understand that, that's what allows you to unlock the tools like Google Analytics 4. Yeah, awesome. So any any little tidbit, so, so I love that. I, I wanna dig just a little deeper into that before we go into to GA4. But, but what are some of the things that, that you believe business owners miss when it comes to measurement. So this tool versus trade thing. And I know there's a lot and there's a lot we can unpack, probably make the whole show about the question I'm about to ask you, but what are some of the, the bigger mistakes or the bigger bigger misses when it comes to, hey, I'm just using a tool versus I'm really understanding what I'm measuring? Yeah, I think a lot, it, it, there's a couple of them. One would be this concept that measurement now is a department. It is not a project. And I think a lot of people think, oh, measurement means I set up a dashboard, I get a report, things have been measured, so I'm just gonna use that. And that's yeah. not at all what a measurement strategy does. That's just a report, right? And then a lot of times, when, and this is how you know that measurement's gone wrong, is if you have a lot of data and a lot of information and no actions, right? Everyone's like, I don't know what this means and all that stuff happens, or, and, and you're marketing by guessing. Right, which is what happens all the time with random acts of marketing, which I think is like a Dan Kennedy term. But this concept yeah. of like, well, we should change the headline, we should change the product images, we should change, the, we should add reviews, we should change the offer, we should change the price, and everyone's just guessing. No one really knows, or they professionally guess, which is when you buy a hundred thousand dollar mastermind and you're sitting next to somebody else who did a hundred thousand dollar mastermind, and they all just guessing at a hundred thousand dollar mastermind level, but they're just guessing. You don't really know what yeah. to do, right? So that's that's a, a problem of not having a proper measurement strategy. The, the, so that's the one mindset is like measurement is now a department and organizations are quickly realizing Love that. that. Love that. The, yep. the second thing and why it is so important to be a department is because the whole point of measurement, right? And this is you and I, right? We're having a conversation. I'm going to say certain things. You're going to adjust what you say based upon what I say and vice versa. Yep. This is normal. This is how humans work, right? Nobody thinks that's weird or different. And yet digitally we lose our minds. We're like, well, 
how can I have a, how can I measure the conversation? I can't, I can't hear the conversation. It's a website. Well, yeah, but they're still having a conversation. It's just that you're not there. The website is. So how right. do you listen to, to the user's side of the conversation? That's what measurement does. Mm -hmm. So measurement is how well, we listen to their side of the conversation. And then marketing is how we respond to the conversation. What mostly happens is marketing, 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 marketing. So imagine if I just never listened to you and I just kept talking and talking and you were like, hey, how's the weather? And I'm like, and another thing. And blah, blah, blah. At a certain yeah. point, you're going to be like, this doesn't work. Like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mercer. This is like no good. Exactly. Like you're not even listening to me. Let's, and let's, let's and people are thing. confused. Like why, why conversions aren't there? Because yeah. you're not listening to the conversation. You're ignoring them. They're like, well, this doesn't work. I don't like this. And you can tell things like, is it the above the fold that's an issue? Is it the ad coming in the, the way the setup was? Was that the issue? Was it, is it a process that's a technical issue? You can see all sorts of things in measurement when it's properly set up, but it does take skill and strategy. And that's why it's so important. It's almost like a, a turbocharger that gets added to your marketing department engine, right? It's like those, they're, they're, not se they're separate, but they are made to work together. So when you snap on measurement, especially now that we're in 2023, you got to be efficient. We're in probably what's going to be a downturn year for a lot of companies. You got to get efficient with your spend. So how do you do that? Turn on the flashlight, turn on visibility, add measurement to your marketing. And then it's easier to figure out what to do because the users are telling you because you can hear their conversation. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, and that's that's so brilliant. And, and it does come down to, you know, data does not matter. It is not valuable. It's useless if you're not doing something with it. If you're not first understanding what is the data telling us, and then two, doing something with it. And, and I love that view of the data is really just showing you the conversation, showing you the prospect side of it. How are they interacting? How are they engaging? You're listening by looking at the data. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. And, and yeah, what's so interesting about you know, this year, and we'll, we'll see, like nobody really knows what's gonna happen with the economy, right? Up, down, sideways, yep. Armageddon, blip, who knows? Uh, but what I'm confident in is there will be opportunities for growth, right? There'll be opportunities yes. to gain market share, to do yes. good things. Like, I think we just we should enter this year with lots of confidence. However, uh, it, just like always, and maybe even more so if there if there is a, a recession or a bigger downturn, you got to make every dollar count, right? So so don't pull back, don't spend less, like go hard, but make sure you're not wasting anything. That's exactly right. Be efficient. Exactly right. Be yeah. efficient. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Love it. Okay. Uh, that was a brilliant setup. Uh, I appreciate that. That was super fun. Uh, so let's let's talk GA four, Google Analytics four. So many changes. So many changes coming our way. Come on, man. We got like iOS 14, which now seems like ancient history, but still. <laughs> really? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but still feeling the impact. Like Google's got all kinds of changes with audiences. We got Performance Max and Smart Shopping's gone and, yeah. and Facebook is changing things. Like everything is changing. So so now our, our dearly beloved, our beloved universal analytics, the analytics that we all you know, know and love and have had forever, it's going away too, say it ain't so. Uh, but, uh, but why, uh, first of all, before we talk about what and, and what we need to do and stuff, uh, why the change uh, to, to GA4? Yeah, good question. I mean, the short answer is because they, they had to, they being Google in this case. Yeah. So there's really three main things that are occurring that are kind of the superstorms of, of yeah. our world that will be here, like they're not gonna go away. They're gonna be here for at least the decade. So the first is tech, right? Tech is changing rapidly. You mentioned the iOS thing when you know Apple and, and uh, Facebook got in their tiff. So it's like, that's gonna, that's gonna happen. But keep in mind, that's just the one everyone talks about. It's been happening for a long, long, long yeah. time. Apple's been changing stuff in Safari forever, right? Where they're limiting yep. cookies and everything else. Chrome is dumping third-party cookies eventually. They say 2024 now. We'll find <laughs> it's like out. like 2023. Right. Or, uh, oh, we'll did we say 2024? Like, uh, 2027. Yeah. Maybe. But, <laughs> but eventually they're going away, right? Yeah. Um, you've got browsers like Brave and Vivaldi out there that just disconnect measurement from the start. 
can't measure, right? You have to go in and turn that stuff on, which of course no users are doing. So yeah, you yeah. see this stuff, ad blockers, extensions, right? All this stuff is out there all the time. Tech is rapidly changing. So that's essentially causing less people to be measured on your site. That doesn't mean mm -hmm. they're not on your site. It means you can't tell they're on your site, right? How do you, how do you deal with that, right? So that's one problem. Then there's another storm, which of course is, you know, that gets all the headlines, which is privacy, just the actual laws that are happening, right? GDPR being the famous one, but Utah's got theirs, California's got theirs here in the, in the states, right? Your states will certainly have one, probably not in the next couple of years, but it will definitely have a privacy, uh, some sort of legislation right. for that. So it's coming down. The big shift on that is that the data has to be in the control of the users. So it used to be that I would click on, let's say I go to your site, I click on the little like button on Facebook. Facebook back in the day would be like, that's my like, right? I own that, I can do whatever I want. Now it's not the true. Now I should be able to go back to Facebook and say, you know what? I'm leasing that like to you, but I want you to get rid of all my stuff and they, sh they have to be able to do it, right? And that's what's mm -hmm. happening. Power of the data is not the platform anymore that collected it, it's still the user's data. And that's an important shift. So that's starting to happen worldwide, mostly in Europe right now, for sure, but it will certainly happen in the US. Then the third thing that's happening is the, the thing that's kicked off the other two, which is the users themselves are just really getting tired of what I think in a lot of cases was lazy marketing, not putting yeah. in proper kills pixels and following you around with the shoe store stuff for eight months, right? And it's like, and putting in, and publishers who put in a billion different ads and it just makes it a horrible user experience so that people go, well, I need to block these. And, and that's what's caused it, right? So the users yeah. themselves don't want their privacy out there. They, they wanna have be in control of their data. They wanna not be measured all the time or followed around because it's a little creepy what's been happening. So you've got those three storms, the tech, the, the laws and then the users, and they're all colliding at the same time. And all of these are essentially causing challenges because if you're using laws and they don't give you consent, well, now you don't see them on the site. So they're there, but you can't measure their behaviors. If they're a user who's using an ad blocker because they don't want to be measured, you, you lose it. If they're using Brow, Brave or Vivaldi or, or something else, it's not going to work, right? Yeah. So less and less, still the users are on your site. When I emphasize that, they're on your site, they're doing stuff, they're buying stuff but you have no clue that's happening until the sale shows up, right? That's a weird thing for a market to be like, now you have to make things work. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. enter a This is how Google right. makes their, their livelihood, right? They've, they've got to be able to measure this and show you this stuff so you exactly spend more money, right. so you spend more time. Because so you want to spend more money on Google ads, right? Got to, got to exactly. add that performance max campaign. So, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. so what's been happening is universal analytics was a tool, and I kind of think about it like the Model T Ford, right? Like it was this car that was built for a very different time. It was built for like, I don't even know what they went. Let's say it's a max of 35 miles an hour or something, right? It wasn't built for, like in Texas, our speed limits are 80 miles an hour. It would never survive on a Texas road. It's just not built for that future. Well, what if there is no road, right? Model T is not going to do anything, right? It's not, it's not going to make it through. What if I wanted airbags in it? Well, I might be able to replace the tires, but I can't put airbags in it. Just the, the structure isn't ready for the new world. So it it had to be rebuilt. And they've been trying to snap on new things and they, they've evolved it over the years, but it's the same Model T Ford, right? At the end of the day. And it can only go so far, but that's what a Model T does with that structure. So instead it's like, okay, let's rebuild this thing from scratch. What does it look like? Knowing what we know about the internet. If you think about you know, a platform like the uh, original Google Analytics, it was built when there was like, no, we had mobile phones, but they weren't connected to the internet. People weren't thinking that. They were barely thinking about laptops back then, right? right, right Let yeah, alone yeah, yeah. the Nest thermostat that's internet of things that also has an IP address that can be measured. So it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. now what do we do? So we rebuild it. And that's what Google essentially did. They, they rebuilt it from scratch saying, now that we know what the world is, and I trust Google just because they have, of anybody in the world, 
Google has the best view of what the future is going to look like when it comes to yeah. the internet because they are literally yeah. making it, right? Like they, they, they always have, right? Even 100%. from the early days, but now they're, they're, they're shaping, they got the power to shape it right. more than, than anybody. And, and yeah, now they know that, you know, the, the, the web is 80% mobile and, and, and they understand. And, and, and you're going to have internet of things coming in, right? That's another yeah. thing that people aren't even thinking about yet, but that's going to be a thing, it's right? A really good point. So really it's like, point, okay, yeah. we need to make something that can do all of that, right? Think about apps on a phone. Didn't exist, wasn't a thing, you know, 10, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Now it's like, why do you not have an app? Of course you have an app, right? Yeah. Everybody's got apps. So this platform was redeveloped with the world of what it is now today and where it's going to go tomorrow. And that's mm -hmm. why GA4 exists. So it takes care of tech challenges. It takes care of the, it takes care of tech challenges primarily through modeling. There's a lot of modeling that it does. So it will kind of say to you, well, we see, we know there's hundred people on the site, but we think it's more like 150 and that's what it'll tell you, right? So they're, and they're, they're working this stuff out. This is in progress, but that's what's gonna start happening. So you're gonna have this modeled information where the tool's saying, here's what we think is actually a useful truth of what's been happening. All the way yeah. through attributions being modeled, uh, you know, conversions, behaviors happening on the sites being modeled, all that stuff. The laws, GD, GA4 gives you control of the data. So you can come to me and say, listen, I want you to get rid of my data in Google, all the data you have as a company. I want you to delete everything because we're all going to have to be able to do that stuff. So universal analytics, I can't do it. It's impossible. Yeah. It's, it, it can't get it out because it was never built for that. But GA4 is. So GA4 doesn't hold data very long, which is a key point. It holds data up to two months in the beginning. When it first starts out, it's two months or you can flip it to 14 months, but that's it. No more going back in time and seeing what happened five years ago. That user, uh, certain user data is not going to be there anymore. You'll still see generic data, but you won't see user behavior data as much. So it's like, okay, well, I can now control the data going in and I can do things with it. So it, take, it makes it a little more flexible for this world of laws that we're in with GDPR and, and other uh, privacy concerns. And then it's like, okay, what are the users wanting? Well, again, privacy and consent and everything else that, that goes in there. And that modeling helps, right? To say like, okay, we only measured X amount on your site, actual in terms of the cookies and everything else that fired. But here's what we actually think is happening. Um, yeah. and, and there's going to be and some And what is that going to be based on? Because really, because Google's still probably going to be able to, they'll be able to see some of that, right? They'll be able to see but That's the exactly the point. Google knows they were on Chrome, right? So let's say they say, and, and a little bit is how you set it up, right? But but let's just say Google generally knows because they're using Chrome, they use Gmail, Google Calendar on your phone, like all the stuff that's a Google infrastructure. They know that you visited this site. They might not know the intricacies of what you did on this site, but they know you were probably on that site. And then yeah. they can measure because some people will have, you know, privacy stuff, not worried about it and, and be measured. So they can take that sort of sample of what the audience is doing and then kind of extrapolate and say, well, we know these hundred people did this. So probably if that pattern holds true, this other thousand people probably did this stuff too. And that's how they come up with the modeling. But who, who knows better than Google AI and machine learning? Like I get open AI, it's got a ton of stuff going on, but Google's got Tensor and everything else they're doing. And they're staying eerily quiet on that stuff. Yeah. Right? They, it's not like they don't have it. Right there, in a lot of cases, I think it's better than what OpenAI has done, but they're just not giving it out. They are pushing it out. performance yeah, max. They're, and they're and they got all these diagnostic tools that are feeding that algorithm. You know, again, I'm no insider knowledge, total guess. But if I'm Google, that's what I'm doing. That makes sense. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, machine. I think it's a really good guess. I mean, think about think about uh, the the presentations Mike Rhodes gave uh, about Google's AI and how advanced it was, and and they bought uh, they bought that company um, out of England that that kind of had the 
built the, the, the what, what's the game that's like chess, but it's way more advanced. I forgot. Oh, Go. it was Go. Yeah, think, yeah. Right? yeah. So this, this yeah. machine that became like better than all the yeah. top Go players in the world. And anyway, that was like 2015. Yeah. Uh, and so like all, you know, those sides. It is not sitting on a shelf, I promise you. It they is know AI is coming out. All that out, AI so. has been getting yes. better and better yes. and learning. And so, you know, yeah, nobody's better at AI and machine yeah. learning than Google. I think we can safely say that. So um, awesome. Okay, that's really, really good. That kind of that kind of explains the the why, and I also think when it comes to like privacy stuff too, uh, I talked about this on a, on a chat I had with uh, Molly Pittman on her podcast. But I think you know companies get to a size uh, like Google, Facebook, others, Amazon would be in this category too, where I think they want to do right by users. Right? I think like the users are driving some of this, but there's also this case of we don't want to get sued. Like yeah. we uh, like uh, we got to grow and we got to do these things, and the price got to be good. But like we could you know we could we got to mitigate lawsuits, and I think that that's driving a lot of what they do as well, right? From yeah, the, absolutely the right. privacy standpoint, Google doesn't want this data and that that brings us to an important point about universal analytics right not only is it the model t but they're literally going you know what we're going to repo this car coming up it's not they like are. you keep doing <laughs> yeah. it they're going to shut yeah. it down they're going to disconnect yep. it and one day it's not going to turn on you know yep yep yep, yep. totally cool so um what uh so so what do we need to know about about ga4 that you've that you haven't already talked about so so how how else is it going to be different that we that we didn't already uh, mention there's a there's a huge difference. So besides the fact of this the strategy, it's going to be a more useful tool in for today and in the future, right? So for sure, if, if for no other reason of using it, do it for that. Um, that said, it is completely different. So this is in particular to those of you who are like, I've heard of this thing and I keep pushing it off. Stop doing that. Yes. Yeah. And this is Google's fault. I firmly blame Google on the rollout for this. In universal analytics, and even in the regular, what they used to call classic analytics, and, and this is how Google sort of did. You bought this company called Urchin Analytics, then yep, it turned into yep. classic analytics, then it's universal analytics. Which that's that, where UTM comes from, right? A little, little bit of internet urchin, history. Yep. Urchin Ur UTM module. is Urchin Tag. Uh, tracking module, yeah. Tracking module, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's a fun little uh, little uh, little, trivia. little trivia for you, yeah. But, but the whole point of that was they were literally just snapping stuff onto that same Model T thing, right? So they made better tires or whatever else, but at a certain point, they just couldn't, they had to rebuild it. So when they did that, they didn't just say, oh, well, here's Universal that we have. We're going to iterate from there. They threw that out and they said, okay, we're going to build from scratch. So the entire thing is different. Do not think it's going to be like every other time you have upgraded Google Analytics. And this is why I blame Google, All right? Nothing against them, love them to death, but they, ro they yeah, messed yeah. up this oh. rollout because yeah. they kept telling people this is an upgrade which is what they told people with Universal Analytics went from classic to Universal. And it was like, oh, just change the script on your pages. And now you got all these new features. It's the same thing, but better. And back then that was very true. Hmm. Now, when you get into it, people that are doing that, they go, I, what is this? Like, it's a completely, completely different, different platform, yeah. you know? So you ha it's going to have a learning curve. It, it is not hard, but it is very different. And there's a lot of it, just like Universal Analytics has. Yeah. So people that have experienced Universal Analytics have, have gone through it a few hundred times, like you get used to it, right? It's the same, at the end of the day, it's the same old thing. I tell people it's kind of like this, like back in the previous life, right? As when I was a waiter uh, at the Olive Garden, OG. So, Olive Garden, all yeah, right. Yeah, breadsticks yeah. and salad, baby. Breadsticks. So I was, uh, I, I remember getting this menu and going through everything and being in training thinking, I, there's no way I'm going to remember this, right? All these details of what gets what and sides and what's possible. Blah, blah. Then I realized after a few days of this, I'm like, oh, I'm saying the same thing a hundred times a day. It's going to get, it's going to get pretty easy. Right. And that's, that's how you memorize a menu. It just do the same thing over and over again. That is kind of universal analytics. It's the same stuff. 
and you just do it. You only it's a landing page report. Once you get used to that, you kind of you know it, right? Once you learn your source media report, you kind of just know it. And yeah. that is there in GA4. They just came out with a landing page report. Um, they uh, just recently, and they they have this the source medium reports, what they call the acquisition reports now. So those are all back there, but they look different, right? And they're in different places. There's a different layout. So everybody who has not yet, if you've listened to this, you're watching this, and you're like, I haven't made that move yet, do it now. Get it, get in there and get started with it. Cause you're gonna have a probably I'd give yourself at least 90 days to start getting used to this platform to get yeah. something from it. But it's gonna take some time to learn. Um, yeah. well not, and not only that, but and, and you know if if you're listening to this in, in January, which we're we're publishing it, um you know, you've only got what about six months until GA four exactly. is going back to Universal you. being and, shut and, down. Yeah, and you want a little bit of data, a little bit of historical data, yeah. ideally. And we were telling all, all of our clients, you know, last year, trying to get them to upgrade or, or to, to in, install GA four along with Universal Analytics for a while, uh, at least by July, so you get some of those year over year comparisons. If you if you get the data for fourteen, exactly. Months, I guess. And yeah. and this goes back to that rollout too. They kept telling people like it's ready, it's ready, it's ready. Switch, switch, switch. And people would switch and, and be like, it's ready. not ready. And they, yeah. and it was like the you know boy who cried wolf story, right? Where it's like okay, yeah. at a certain point you just don't believe them anymore. So I I don't think you should. I don't think you should believe Google. However, it is ready enough to start using. So you have, to your point, you're gonna have your universal that you've got yep. for the next maybe six months, six, seven, you know, whatever it's gonna be. And then you've got the GA4 stuff. And what'll happen is you'll get more and more used to GA4 and then yep. universal, you won't miss when it's gone. And it'll stop, the way the way they're currently, most current truth of it's rolling out would be, they're gonna stop collecting information July 1st of 2023. So you're, you can still access universal analytics, but it won't be collecting new information. No more no more new data mm -hmm. goes in there as of, as of July 1st. So that means you're gonna have to have everything set up and worked yes. out and figured out with GA4, hence the 90 days. Give yourself 90 days to figure it out, maybe another yep. 90 days after that to perfect it, and then you'll be off to the races. It's not gonna be that big a deal, but it's going to be a deal, right? It's not a huge deal, but it's a deal. So focus yep. on it and put your efforts into it. Um, one of the things, this goes back to the benefits of it, is the, the it is be, what makes it a, uh, a harder platform to learn, right? is that it can do anything. I was talking to somebody about this today, actually, where we were talking about things like, um, you know, Infusionsoft, right? Slash Keep, slash Max Classic, Shocks, whatever they're gonna call it in three months. So like you get, you get this platform <laughs> that so does, right, so, so much stuff, right? It does a ton of stuff versus Active Campaign, which just does emails. So Active Campaign is a little easier when it comes to working with emails because it just does that one thing. Infusionsoft does emails, does campaigns, has APIs, has the cart system, has the affiliate programs in it. So it's a little more, and because there's so much more back there to do, it's a little more complicated to do it, but powerful, yeah. right? Um, so with GA4, it's kind of like that compared to Universal. Universal would say like, I know what a page view is and, and I can say e-commerce information and there's really few things it does and that's really it. GA4, the way that they think about it is, Everything's an event. And the way that I think about this in my head is just, it's a behavior. Everything's a behavior. What behavior do you want to record? I would like to record a behavior of a page view. Okay, when they view a page, I will record that behavior. What else would you like to record? I would like to record the behavior of a click. Okay, I record the click and where they're going when that click happens. Uh, what else would you like to record? I would like to record a scroll. Okay, when they reach the bottom of the page, I'm gonna record that as a scroll. Okay, and this is all on its own. This thing does this on its own. And it can even do things like YouTube video, form submissions. It'll do it automatically. Whereas Universal Analytics, that required a ton of customization, right? Yeah. Now with GA4, it kind of does it on its own. And there's different ways to do it. There's different levels to this. But just out of the box, you can turn that stuff on and it automatically collects not just regular page views, but 
clicks, scroll, form submission, video embeds that you have on YouTube, right? That they, that they start the video, play the video, all that sort of things. Uh, file downloads, right? So things that people might not typically be measuring because they didn't know how to get that behavior measured. GA4 just sort of starts from these multiple set of different behaviors that it can do. And then because of the, the model that it uses, what they call the data schema, to get technical, but it's just it, everything's an event. And then there's things that describe the event. So an example of a click, that's just an event, a behavior, a click. What, what do I need to know about that? Well, I want to know where they clicked to, like where were they going? Okay, well, that's information we'll collect too. So now you know the click and information about the click. That's all it really is. But the beauty of what they did is they made it wildly open-ended so you can make anything and then details about anything you want. So for example, I could, if I'm an e-commerce store, right? Say I'm a Shopify store or whatever, I got an e-commerce store and I want to, I can create an event called um, product engagement right? Literally just make up that thing and say, oh, I want a product engagement event. Well, what happens when product engagement? I want to know how they're engaging with the product. So it could be product engagement and then clicking on images. So I know that they're virtually pulling the product off the shelf and maybe looking at it because they're clicking on the product detail images, right? I could do product engagement and uh, looking for size. So now I'm looking, oh, there's different sizes they're investigating for. Product engagement, looking at colors. So now I'm like, and now because I can literally put that into GA4, I can get a story back that's perfectly built for me as an e-commerce store owner. So I could say, well, I need to see all my product detail pages and I wanna see like, in other words, how many people saw the different versions of products that I've got. Then I can see the conversion rates of who actually bought that. And I might see like two or three products are really selling a lot more than the other ones. Well, then I can go and find out why. Cause not only do I know the results, but I would know how that's happening. So I can say, well, what's the engagements on these? Well, this, these top products have more engagement than these other products do. Well, what specific engagement? Well, the ones that are really outselling tend to be the ones that people are looking at the reviews, right? Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should go back to these other products and enhance reviews. Maybe, oh, there's some, these other products have reviews from three years ago. Let's do an email campaign and get reviews freshened up. Now, and then we would expect that's going to improve sales. So now measurement is guiding the marketing actions and it's not a guess. It's a, it's a better than average chance of success type of thing. It's all probabilities, but, but that at least focuses the effort so you can start to move the needle a little bit faster. And that's what's cool about GA4 because you can do some, some really cool custom stuff pretty quickly with it. But at the same time, because you can do anything, it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Right? And that's where planning yeah. comes in and learning measurement strategies and why it's so important. That, that's kind of what I've heard from, from our, our internal analytics specialists. And of course, we just do like setup and troubleshooting for our uh, media clients. We don't, we don't mm -hmm. offer uh, analytic services outside of that. But um, yeah, they, they've said, hey, there's, there's a lot to this. Like this is super complex, right? So when you can do anything, it also makes it harder to, uh, to wrap your mind around all of it. But, but what you're saying though, is that some of these things that we can view, all these events, some of them are relatively simple to set up because because exactly GA4 right. is kind of built to do it's, it. It's yeah. built for it, right? And so, and, and to your point, like, and I get it because it, okay, I hear that too, right? With our students where they're like, ah, this is really complex. But at the end of the day, you're like, it, it is because there's a lot, but it's, that doesn't mean it's complex. It's actually really simple. There's just a lot of simple, right? And here's what I mean yeah. by that. Everything that I talked about, page views, clicks, scroll, purchase, right? Add to carts, all the traditional e-commerce things. These are just behaviors. So all it does is collect behaviors and then details about those behaviors. That's it. So everything's just a behavior and the details behaviors about that and behavior. Details about those behaviors. But, so I want to know but a purchase right, and what they bought, does, yeah. right? 
behavior. So now, are you able to are you able to then build segments where you can look at okay, people that that engage with a, a PDP. I want to look at the people that that clicked on images and looked at reviews and compare them. To let people me that let me not. give you just a, 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 an idea of the back and forth or the differences between Universal and GA4. Right. So right. Universal, they had this thing where you could set up. They called them goal funnels. Um, we'd have to go in and set it up. But the problem was if you forgot to set it up and you set it up after all the traffic hit, you were out of luck, right? You had to yep. set these things up ahead of time and you would go and see the goal flow. And it's pretty useful. Well, in GA4, you there's a what they call an explore section, uh, what they call workspaces. So you go into the explore workspace and you can set up a funnel report. And you can literally say, I would like to see people who uh, landed on this page, watched this video for 30 seconds, uh, then went to this product detail page and added to cart within 10 minutes. And then you see your conversion rates pop up, right? So you see a customer path. Talk about listening to the conversation, right? Yeah. So now you yeah. can see the conversation. Then you can say, I would like that to be an audience. Let's send that to Google ads so they can retarget them because they didn't buy yet. And I want to give them a coupon offer and just refresh that every 30 days. I want to have whoever's done that in the last 30 days. But that key, the key thing that they're just to emphasize is that 10 minutes thing. You, it knows time. Universal Analytics never knew Didn't time. Know time. Yeah, GA4 it, it, is built, yes. it knows every single second. So when you, you can literally ask it and, and build questions like that. Well, who's going through, who's buying a product? Maybe the people who are your highest ticket people are buying in the, in the by the time they see the product detail page, you add to cart, check out and purchase. They're doing that within 30 minutes. And the people that are low ticket are doing it within five minutes. So then it's like, wow, how do we slow down people? Because we slow them down, they'll buy more. Yeah. And maybe yeah. and that's counterintuitive, right? How do I maybe add a little bit of friction that might what do, what do these people do? Oh, well, they're seeing other products because again, you can tell GA4. I would like to know when somebody considers the uh, also recommended products that you might want to buy, right? You can measure for that, and that's the beauty of this platform is it can do anything, which is it's again very simple and at least theory. It's behaviors, and then what do you want to know about those behaviors? But because it can do anything, you just really have to think it through. So I do lots of notes and whiteboarding of like, what are we trying to figure out? What questions are we trying to answer? What information do we want to collect to get those answers? And then what actions would we take if we knew what those answers were? And then assuming it makes it through that, it's like, okay, cool, this makes sense. Cool, now let's go set up the measurement so we can do that. And that's sort of how that whole thing works. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And and yeah, that that understanding and measuring every second is interesting, right? Because the way universal analytics worked, right? It was only... If you close the page or once you took one action, they can only measure the time between that and the next action, exactly. right? Exactly, what like, they called hits, but exactly right. Yeah. yeah, it would only tell the, so if you landed on a page and then you left and it had no measurable action, it would be like zero time on page. And that's, right. even if you yeah. spent the time, maybe it was a really long blog post or a video or something, you watched it and did all these behaviors, Universal had no idea. Yeah. GA4 yeah. will. GA4 actually has like, there's a, they technically brought back something called bounce rate. It was one of the most misused metrics in the world, um, sure. but they brought it back, but they really, they have a better version of it called engaged sessions. So it literally counts to 10 seconds and you can change it up to 60 seconds, right? So you have that ability in the settings, but within 10 seconds it goes, okay, they're still here. They're now engaged. So even if I land on one page, but I stick around 10 seconds, it goes, well, they're engaged. They're still here. That's an important metric to know. Because there's a big difference between somebody that comes to a product detail page and leaves within 10 seconds and didn't buy, and that's why they didn't buy, versus somebody who comes to a product detail page, sees the product, investigates the different sizes, looks at the different colors, and then doesn't buy, right? Two different problems. One was, nope, wrong place, I'm out of here. And maybe there was a mismatch on the expectation that brought them there. The other one is, 
just didn't get them around. Like they're looking, but maybe they missed a color they were looking right. for. Maybe the yeah, size or maybe they're not, they're not ready. Maybe they're just shopping. Maybe they're shopping for something. Maybe they need a little push, here, yeah. right? A yeah. little discount coming in. But why give the discount to somebody that wouldn't even stick around ten seconds, right? They don't need right. that. And yeah. more importantly, why put that crowd in an audience to have Google yes. ads do that? There's no point in that you want the you want the people who are engaged with your brand to actually be in that audience. And that's the power of GA4. And that's really why they, I mean, at the end of the day, this is why Google's doing it. It's, it's like we mentioned earlier, it's so you can spend more money on Google ads, yeah, but, yeah. but that's okay. So you spend more money on Google ads and so Google doesn't get sued. That's like the, there you go. And right. hopefully it's, it's driving more results, right? Because if you're feeding yes. the, their yes. algorithm, like this yeah. is the buyer I want, and then you yep. say, well, go find other buyers like that. And you're using Performance Max or whatever else to do that. Well, now Performance Max is getting smarter because their algorithm is getting better quality data from you because it's coming from GA4. Right. So there's a right. lot of reasons to, to switch over to this platform. And again, expect the learning curve. Nobody, the only reason I think people will really get spun out of this is if they think it's going to be exactly like Universal and because they quote unquote know Universal, they're going to know GA4. That is not true. It is a completely different platform. So yeah. you're going to have to get in there and learn it, but give yourself 90 days. And as long as you give yourself that 90 days of, you know, playing around with it and you don't really have to use it and it's not detrimental if it didn't work right and all that sort of stuff, within 90 days, you're accidentally going to start getting good at it. Like that's what's going yeah. to happen. And you're going to be like, yeah. oh, this is not a big deal. And, you know, and then you, then you just sort of build and, and grow as you go through. That's awesome. Uh, so you've, you've already touched on a few of these things that, that are really cool, but anything else you're really excited about with GA4 that's, that's going to be an improvement? make our lives easier, make our lives better that you haven't already talked about. I know you've already said, mentioned several. There, there are a lot, there's a lot in the explorations section that they have. Um, so this is where it's sort of, they broke it up in different workspaces, they call them. So there's the reports and Universal just had reports. Like that's all they had. In GA4, there's a report section that has some of the standard reports, not as many, um, but I think that's okay. Cause Universal, most people weren't using all the reports anyway. So you have the reports that shows uh, what they call life cycle reports. So it's how did we acquire the users? What actions, behaviors did they take? What were the results of those behaviors? That sort of stuff. Um, and, and you get some information around demographics of the users, same stuff you would do with the Universal Analytics. Then there's this other section called explorations where you can really customize. And that's what they want people doing is back there going, okay, well, I want to build a report that answers this very specific question. And you can do that, right? What used to be custom reports and user, uh, excuse me, universal analytics is now that it's called explorations. And, and there's a bunch of different ones. So you can do the goal of uh, the funnels, like we talked about before. You can do path reports uh, where you can see, I want to see people who purchased. What did they do before that? What did they do before that? What, what did they do before yeah. that? Or people who landed on this page and then what? And then what? And then what? So you can go backwards and forwards with pathing reports, which is pretty cool. You got lots of segment overlap reports, user explorer reports that are back there, LTV reports, cohort reports. So anybody that is into data, it can do a lot more than Universal ever could hope to. Um, so that's there. There's a whole advertising section that's really there to you know, push budget into Google ads uh, for the most part, but it's useful, right? Because that's where you start to see like, here's how all the different traffic sources are working together to cause a purchase or whatever the behavior is you're trying to measure for. Um, and it's really easy. Yeah, how it's, to, it's any, easy any insights on, on the advertising piece? Because I have not dug into this much on Google Analytics, but I know with or GA4, but I know with Universal Analytics as an example, <laughs> it would severely underreport YouTube ads, Facebook ads, anything top of funnel, because it's yeah. still... Even if you didn't have it set up as last click, it still it just favored things that were further in the funnel. Do you, do you have any any clear insights into how advertising measurement might be different, better, and how attribution might be different? It's a good question. Uh, to some extent, it's going to be the same. It depends upon how you set up the attribution, though, right? So now GA four has this whole data driven thing, which of course is what Google Ads yeah, is mostly yeah. set to, where it's like, hey, let us tell you. 
Um, and to be honest, like I, I don't actually like that because I'm just a control yeah. freak and I hate black boxes. I don't know right? what the mo- what what model are you using. You know, it's just we were whatever model we want. Just whatever we wanted is yeah. yeah. Trust us, you know. It's like <laughs> the smart goals they used to do in universal analytics. We're like, uh, don't use smart goals. It's like we'll tell you what you should be going for, and then we'll yeah, spend your money. Yeah, and you're we'll, like, we'll, uh, we'll that's you too, that's too much black box. I would prefer right, right. not. Exactly. Um, but GA4 does have this data driven attribution that's that can be in there as, as default, right? Which wasn't something that Universal was particularly good at. So it can start to get a little bit better when it comes to some of that. I personally still like last click and then measuring for what is a much, much easier now, because remember everything's an event, right? An event is just a behavior and it's collecting behaviors and details around those behaviors. And then because you have a list of all these behaviors, it'll start collecting stuff and you're like, oh, it's page views and clicks and scroll and purchases and whatever else. Lead generation, right? Lead gens or signups or sharing, right? Imagine all the behaviors that are happening on your store that you don't know about. GA4 yeah. can collect those and tell you. And what's cool about it is you can go in there and you can, you can call them conversion events. So Universal Analytics, people are probably familiar, you have goals, gone. Yep. Goals don't exist anymore. Everything now is a conversion. So it's it's an event, but it's a, it's a particular important event. I would like this to be a conversion event. And you literally just see your list of events and you toggle, you push a button. It's like, yep, make that a conversion. Make this a conversion event. I wanna know when this happens. That's it. Super easy to set this stuff wow. up. Yeah. And then, then you can start to say, okay, well, that's a conversion event. Well, I can hook that into Google Ads. And now Google Ads can start going after that. Say, oh, the objective is to get more signups. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm, I took a little conversion event, hook it into Google Ads, and, it, and it's off to the races. So there's a lot of stuff they're doing to help with that. And it's, and it's again, it's, it's in process. Like I, don't, I absolutely don't want to say this thing is fully cooked. I don't think it is. Right, right. I don't think it'll be for years, to be honest. But it is... 80, 85% there. There's a few nuances that are a little annoying, but yeah. at, at the end of the day, I can use it to make marketing decisions. And for me, I'm like, cool, I'm I'm, I'm in. That, as long as I can point, do that, right? I, can, I can make it yeah. happen. If you're, exactly. if you're able to make good marketing decisions, good business decisions, that's that's what it's there for. 100%. Are you still, do you still have your clients mostly running Universal Analytics, Universal Analytics and GA4 together? Or do you have some people that are just GA4 exclusively at this we point? We are mostly GA4, let's say GA4 primary is probably yeah. how I would say that. Where the, there is Universal Analytics there just in case we need something, but almost everything is GA4. Um, nice. primary. So all GA4 would hook into like Looker Studio or something else. And, and uh, we can build a reports so that they can see it kind of on their CEO dashboards, yep. Um, yep. a little easier to get through than than the GA4 interface, but it is GA4 that's powering all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So what is there any solution? And, and maybe it's through Looker Studio, which, which used to be Data Studio. It's what we use for our reports and stuff. Mm-hmm. But so this 14 month expiration of data is there any way to keep data longer like do you just have to create custom reports and save them or like what, what a great question the so the answer is no because that's the whole point is they don't want and, the data because they don't want to be uh, sued by europe when europe's like why do you hold people's data for five years right, do you really right, need that right, for right. business reasons and google's like uh no but we can't get rid of it so they're yeah. automatically going to flush that data right however one of the again benefits of GA4, and, and this is you know it can get a little a little techy, but it's but it's important because again measurements a department in an organization yeah, now. Yeah. It is not just give me a report. You have to keep up with measurement because tech is changing, laws are changing, users are changing. You have to keep up with that. It's like SEO. You you didn't just learn SEO and then the people that learned done, it twenty yeah. years ago are not doing the same stuff they do now, right? They've evolved. Right, totally. Same thing you have to totally. do with measurement. So when when it comes to uh, to Google Analytics four. And it's and it's got all this information uh, coming into it, um, you know. Again, it's got it's got its modeling, so it can tell you kind of what's going on there. They in Universal Analytics, you could connect Universal Analytics into BigQuery, 
which essentially makes a copy of all your analytics. It is now your data, you control, you can do whatever you want with it. It's not Google's anymore, right? Nice. So that's universal analytics, but that was only available for the 360 accounts, which was the paid version, the ones that were 150K a year. Yep. So yep. that was just something that most companies couldn't do. With GA4, by default, they give you this free connector to BigQuery. Nice. And, and this is, okay. honestly, this is my, I think this is what Google's doing. This is all conspiracy, but I, but I believe this to be true. Imagine if Universal Analytics today, if everybody that had that account was paying two or three dollars a month for it, everybody, Google Dude, would be that's awesome. An insane amount right? of money. Yeah. So what's happening with GA4 is Google Analytics 4 connects into BigQuery. It's not that hard to set it up. It's, it's different. It's a skill, right? So it's a little different. But once you get it, you get your account created, you connect it, and it, every day it just dumps the data into BigQuery, so you have a copy of your data. So then what you do is you start using BigQuery as your, your database, as your data source. So initially you can use GA4 for maybe the first 14 months, but if you start asking questions about what happened four years ago, well, that'll be in your BigQuery because you've made copies of all that data. Yeah. And to your point, yeah. it is your data, it's your copies now. So they are automatically setting this up where it's easier for small businesses to have copies of all of their data. But the important part is it's not Google's data anymore, it's yours. It's your data, so but BigQuery also you pay for, right? You pay well, for that, And that's exactly right. So BigQuery is is a cloud-based database uh, that requires it, but we've been doing it for months, right? Or more than months now at this point. And I think our, about every month, give or take, and don't quote me on this, about every month, I think we are almost paying, almost two cents a month. Okay. Right? Not expensive. Not, Not expensive. expensive. You, uh, could, you, could put it, you could put a dollar in the kitty and that won't get spent probably for a year for a lot of companies. Now, that said, what if it ramps up a lot, right? Well, you could. It depends what you do with the BigQuery database and how you use it. But if you're just backing up stuff, it's relatively cheap. So it's well within range for small businesses. Yeah, and over the yeah. years, maybe you grow into two or three bucks a month. Not a big deal. Now, if you start using it all the time, it'll ramp up. But you'll understand if you are using it all the time, you will understand that cost. And it's still yeah, yeah. relatively cheap. It's still to, super cheap. But get. to your point, it's uh, infinitely more than free for Google. And it's exactly so, right. Uh, makes a big difference. Well, yeah, this is exactly right. It's been super fast. I have so many more questions, but but we're we're coming up against time. And uh, man, this has just been been awesome. I really appreciate it. A, a couple thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, what do people need to be doing now? Um, to, to, to get ready because, you know, July is, is coming. So what, what, what do you need to do right now to get ready? So two, two pro tips. One would be start. You have to start. Get, yep. the, get the code and put it on your sites and get an account up and running. Uh, the big, big, big pro tip I would give everybody is Google's putting this wizard out that says like, oh, connect Universal Analytics and we're gonna automatically going to port it over to GA4. Most companies don't have proper measurement anyway. So if you just copy over the junky universal analytics and you put it into your fancy kitchen of GA4, you are essentially just gonna be boiling an egg with your fancy yep, kitchen. Yep. And now you're never gonna figure out how to cook because you've got all this junk in it. So I would recommend you start from scratch, just like Google did, start from scratch with GA4, build it in the way that you want to build it while you're using universal analytics, because right now we all can still do that. Right. So use Universal Analytics as your primary production platform. If that's what you're currently using, very quickly move into GA4 so you can get practice. Give yourself 90 days and just constantly repeat this phrase. I'm getting good enough to get going and I will come back and make it better later. And give yourself permission to do that, because I think well, a lot of people think I need to be perfect at this right away. I saw this person on a podcast and they said it was so easy. <laughs> well, it's easy for me because I've been doing it for years. Right. Yeah. But that's yeah. I've done the this same is your language things. anyway. And, and so well, and you that's do the it thing. Day, like yeah. I'm, I'm numbers tolerant. Right. Yeah. I like numbers, but 
I'm not a, I don't want to stay in a report all day long either, right? I want to, I need to get marketing. I need to grow my company just like everybody else does. So if you just focus on using this platform to get a little bit better every time, and you realize at a certain point, you're just going to, there's no more to it. You just got to keep rinsing and repeating, and then you get better and better and better and better, and it'll happen naturally. So give yourself the permission to do that. And obviously we've got tools that people can use if they, if they need it. We've got migration checklists and, and everything else they can start working with. Love it. Love it. And I, and I do love that mindset of give yourself permission. You're, you're going to get better because if you try to be perfect, you try to like absorb it all in one fell swoop, you're going to get frustrated, you're going to get overwhelmed, you're going to quit potentially. So, uh, so yeah, like, like that mindset and that approach for sure. So yes, let's talk about what tools, what resources, what do you have available uh, to make this uh, easier for folks and so they can really leverage it uh, like they should. Sure. So, I mean, obviously our site is measurementmarketing.io, so you can go there and check that out. We have um, a bunch of free training on the YouTube channel, measurementmarketing.io forward slash YouTube, and you can see some playlists there, there. We've done for GA4, if people want that. If you want the tools, we actually give those out for free. We call it, uh, it's a free level of the Measurement Marketing Academy, which is kind of like our just-in-time learning platform to learn all this that you guys are familiar with. So, um, we we have that available as well. We call it the toolbox, um, and that's just at measurementmarketing.io forward slash evolution. So uh, measuremarketing.io forward slash evolution will take you to the toolbox. You create a free account, it'll give you a login or password, and you have access to all the tools. Plus we give weekly training back there as well, just help people get started. Yeah, and, and it, uh, it's so good. I, I highly recommend it, so check it out. And thanks for creating the special URL for listeners, uh, measurementmarketing.io forward slash evolution. I'll link to it in the show notes, I'll link to the YouTube channel, all that will be in the show notes too if you're driving and you forget or whatever. Uh, it'll, it'll be there for you. Uh, but listen guys, this, this information is fantastic. This is what we send our team through, if anybody reaches out to me like, hey, I want to learn analytics, I'm like, go, go, you know, go to Mercer's site, uh, measuremarketing.io, like that, yeah, you are the, the source, you guys are awesome. So, um, fantastic. Any, any final words of wisdom or where can people connect with you? Are you active on the socials or mainly active on YouTube or where can people really connect with you? really not. I, we have the YouTube channel, that's about it. Uh, I need to get better at the socials like LinkedIn. It's probably uh, the one I'm gonna eventually force myself into. Uh, yeah. But I've definitely been that guy when it comes to social, I'm like, get off my lawn, you kids and your standard TikToks. <laughs> uh, but I, but yeah. I tell you, honestly, it's just the ba- the best advice I have. Obviously, if we can help you out, the YouTube channel is a great resource. There's lots of people that, that are doing training out there for this, so us or somebody else. The, the trick is just get started, get started and give yourself permission to be not great and be like, hey, that's okay. That's what I expect. I expect it to not be good because it's a new skill, right? Totally. But if you, ex- and that's where I think people put too much pressure on themselves and they're like, I can't even do this. I'm just going to buy yeah. something else. And then they buy something else and they will eventually come back to GA4 anyway because yeah. these other platforms that are out there don't model like GA4 right. does. And right. you're going to have to get used to modeling and what that's like. Modeling is a marketer. future just because of some data is going away. And so it's that's exactly that's just, right. There's no other way to do to it. Yep. 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 Awesome. Well, Mercer, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, we got to do this again. And uh, my commitment is I, I will do my best to not make it four years before you're on the podcast again. Deal. Again. So, Love all it. right, man. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Thanks, Brent. Awesome. And thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And hey, we'd love to hear from you. What would you like to hear more of on the podcast? If you've not done it, we'd love that five-star review. If you think we've earned it on iTunes, it helps other people discover the show. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening.
At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.